Welcome to this installment of the Safety Cast. Today, Ryan Tinker is joined by Katie Hibbert to discuss scaffold safety. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. Uh, in this episode of the Safety Cast, we'll be discussing scaffold and the SafeWork New South Wales SCAFSAFE 2021 project. I'm joined today by my guest, Inspector Katie Hibbert from our construction services team. Welcome, Katie. Hey, Ryan. How are you going? I'm great, thanks. Um, SafeWork New South Wales continues to target scaffold safety on construction sites throughout 2021. Inspectors will be attending work sites and talking with employers and workers to ensure compliance. Inspectors will also be working with scaffold suppliers and installers to ensure that the scaffolds are built to standard and that they are safe. So firstly, Katie, what are the legal responsibilities for businesses and employees uh, for managing the hazards and risks associated with scaffold on site? I suppose the legal responsibilities are mostly for businesses, so I'll separate them between businesses and employers um, that are responsible for site. So the scaffold that you're installing, um, it's got to be complete and safe and compliant to all the relevant standards. You've got to manage your risks. So obviously the main risks from scaffold would be a falls from heights, either an object or a person. Um, the scaffold has to be complete has to be safe compliant and there has to be written confirmation that it uh, has been inspected by a competent high risk work licensor uh, license holder for that work okay just we mentioned um complete can we just sort of explain what a complete scaffold would entail yeah sure so a complete scaffold would have all the relevant components and all the required yep. components installed so obviously you start from the ground up got to have your sole plates you've got to have all your standards and um all your planks in, in place and complete if you've got hop-ups they must be complete too you've got to ensure all your lap boards are sashed and, and secured there's also the containment uh, mesh that's yep. got to be rated correctly so wind rating fire ratings and such and those are all found in the relevant standards um, the gaps between the scaffold and the building you know, it's, uh, it's 225 mil, and that's definitely important because it stops people from falling within those gaps in those working spaces. Your handrails, your midrails must be in place. Those are the important things that inspectors would expect to see when they attend a work site that has scaffold. Absolutely, and I agree. And you're also managing that risk of falls too. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the, if, there's, if the building and the site itself has quite – higher levels of scaffold in terms of they're going up a couple of stories we'd expect to see appropriate bracing and we'd expect to see the appropriate numbers of tires tying the scaffold into the building to uh, reduce that risk of scaffold collapse that's definitely something else we'd look out for too absolutely um we'll also just discuss the main areas that uh, as inspectors that we look for on scaffolds as well to our listeners when we're on site yeah, so the main areas, so we would usually start from the entry point to the scaffold. Um, we'd make sure that if the scaffold does have a scaff tag attached to it, that we would have a look at the dates it's been inspected, who it was inspected by, and it gives you a good indication on the scaff tag about the load rating. You know, you've got light duty, medium duty, heavy duty. Um, we'd be expecting to see all your handrails installed on all of your decks and um, that would include mid-rails as well. We check the planks to make sure that they're secure and they're all in place, depending on how many planks across you might have, two or three. You could have up to five. 
Um, but we would expect to see all those components in place when we're looking at the scaffold. Absolutely. Um, and what were some of the key findings uh, we can tell listeners about from the previous scaffold, uh, the scaffold projects we've had running? Sure. So some of the major findings from Operation ScaffSafe 2020 was um, there was actually a slight improvement since yep. uh, 2019. And, and those improvements were, I'll just give a couple of quick ones, um, working decks that were complete with no missing components. The compliance had actually gone up since, um, since 2020. It had gone up by about 4%. Um, in terms of compliance, yes. the gaps between scaffold platforms and building edges being, you know, less than 225 mil, that's gone up 5% as well. There's been an increase in vehicular protection where it's been required. So if the scaffold's going across a driveway or, you know, vehicles are required to drive within close proximity to the scaffold, that's gone up by 3%. Yep. And um, the most uh, positive um, finding was that scaffold being altered by unlicensed workers, um, there'd been a really good improvement in compliance on that. So that, that's been definitely some really good key findings from some of our previous projects through the years, and it shows that the message is definitely getting through to work sites out there. Yep, that's fantastic. Um, how can businesses and employees identify and manage some of these risks on site associated with scaffold? So some of the, the ways they can do that um, would be, you know, your daily checks. You could do a daily check on your on your scaffold if you've got it there and making sure you've got a high-risk work licensed person or another suitably competent person doing that inspection to ensure all those components are in place, um, making sure that the handover certificates are up to date and that they're, they're easy to, to be produced if requested, um, ensuring that between the, say, the foreman on site or the site manager and the scaffold installer have got open communication lines to make sure that there's a process in place if a scaffold component is identified as missing or if it need, the scaffold installation needs to be altered in any way. Those are pretty good ways to, to identify and manage any of those risks, really. Probably the easiest would be to just have those good open communication lines to raise, to raise those issues. Yep, yep. Communication, consultation on site, so critical, especially when it comes to scaffolding, scaffolding work. I totally agree there. Um, can we explain the types of incidents that arise from unsafe scaffold? We we would see on the you know on the inspector side of things. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, the main the main risk uh, incident involving unsafe scaffold is often someone falling. So there's that falls at heights heights risk. Yep. Um, Definitely something that does happen quite a lot. Um, the the next one I'd say would be falling objects or, you know, overloading of, of scaffold that's not rated to, say, hold a pallet load of bricks or the storage of, of materials, building materials on, on scaffold, um, yeah. presenting, you know, multiple trips and falls hazards as well. Um, one thing that, that has happened in quite recent times is open voids into a building from the scaffold um, where there's a risk of falls from one level to another from the scaffold to within the interior of a building. Now, and that, that stresses the importance of making sure your handrails and midrails, your tow boards are all in place to ensure that those things don't happen. 
Absolutely. Um, so what would be, on the back of that, what would be some of the benefits when a business can um, manage scaffolding work, you know, manage it effectively on site? I'd say that it's definitely a benefit to a business to have safe work um, systems in place for scaffold and, and complete scaffold is you won't have workers, you know, exposed to a risk of falls. You won't have that exposure to falling objects from heights. Yep. Um it, it can be a bit more efficient if your if your scaffold's complete. Obviously, you're not having any extra downtime. Where all right, guys, we've got to shut the scaffold down. We've got to get it complete again. So that's definitely a biz, uh, a benefit to the business in keeping keeping your scaffold complete, keeping it up to standard. Because you'd hate to have to go back continually to keep replacing components, um, keep pulling people off scaffold and. You know, if you plan your scaffold installation well, making sure there's good access to all people, that leads to that efficiency, reduces sure. risk to safety. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and Kay, do you have some tips on how businesses can maintain a safe scaffold throughout the construction project? I definitely say that comes down to planning, um, yep. really good planning of the installation from the get-go and, and making sure that they do make time to schedule in your, your scaffold inspections with your scaffold installer, um, ensuring that consultation with workers on site, that if they do need the scaffold moved or altered in any way, they know exactly how to raise that issue. If they're given the tools to, to discuss, okay, we've got to do some rendering or we need to do some brick installations here or, you know, this particular access way isn't really what we need to get the job done. That consultation's yeah. probably the best way to go forward, making sure everyone's aware of their duties and their responsibilities when it comes to maintaining the safe scaffold and really taking that time to schedule it in um, from the get-go. You know, it's, it's much easier to do it from the start than have to pull it apart and do it halfway through. So it comes down you know, to good planning and good consultation with everyone on site. Yep, and working with the trades, absolutely. Um, and just speaking of of the installers and uh, altering the scaffold, can we just discuss licensing requirements around scaffolding work? Yeah, sure. So really the only people who should ever be touching scaffold are those holding the high-risk work licence for that particular work. So we'd be looking for, you know, your SBs, your basic scaffolding, SIs for intermediate and your advanced scaffolding class SA. Those are the types of licences we would be expecting. We'd expect some consideration given to if labourers are assisting the scaffold installer that they're only passing up components or storing components away and not actually installing any components as such um, even though they're under direct supervision they still don't have that license so yeah. we'd definitely be looking at someone who's completed their licensing and has that on their person or is able to produce it relevant to the type of scaffold installation whether it be basic or intermediate or advanced. Um, and Katie can you tell us more about the, the Safe Work New South Wales ScaffSafe 2021 project that's currently underway? Yeah, sure. So on the technical lead at the moment, sharing it with one of our other fellow inspectors, Steve, um, and some of the outcomes we're looking for from this project are to build upon the previous projects we've run. Um, just listing off the top of my head here, some of our project outcomes are that 
principal contractors and supervisors, uh, yep. ensuring that the scaffold's safe and compliant at all times while it's on site, from installation, maintenance, alterations, through to the dismantling and removal of the scaffold, that, you know, another outcome we're looking at is ensuring that only high-risk work licences for scaffold work are conducting that work, um, and the management and mitigation of the risks of structural collapse of the scaffold by not overloading it, you know, providing risk assessments, um, communication and consultation between unlicensed workers to ensure they're not removing those components. We're definitely taking a bit more of an approach to awareness of that written confirmation required for a scaffold um, to be compliant. So an example would be handover certificates, any supplier documents or even engineering reports if it's a unique installation, so not something you'd see every day. Um, definitely placing an emphasis on what systems they have in place to stop unauthorised workers um, conducting any work altering the scaffold and what processes they have in place to to raise those concerns or issues if there needs to be an alteration. Um, there's also some penalty notices now. We're going with an education approach to industry as well, um, that there are penalty notices that can apply to, you know, scaffold, scaffold non-compliance. So that's something else we'd like to see out of the project is is some more awareness about the severity of what happens if your scaffold's not compliant. Absolutely. And um, Katie, where can listeners gather any additional information and resources regarding scaffold and scaffolding work? Yeah, sure. So on the Safe Work New South Wales website, there's plenty of information. If you type in Safe Work New South Wales into your search bar and it comes up with our homepage, you can just type into the search panel there um, scaffolding and it comes up with a whole host of, of our, I suppose, it, uh, industry material. You'd have codes of practice that are applicable and standards that are also available. Um, there's plenty of material in there, such as ministerial briefings and some educational stuff as well. Um, if, if it's still not quite answering your question or you have any other concerns, you could probably just call 131050 as well and um, request to speak to an inspector and, and just run run your questions by them. Um, plenty plenty of inspectors have have time. Everyone has time to really educate and push this message home about a safe scaffold. So there's plenty of resources there that are available. Fantastic. Thanks, Katie. Um, thanks for tuning into the Safety Cast. Uh, very special thanks to my colleague and guest, Inspector Katie Hibbert. Uh, for sharing those insights today regarding safe scaffolding work. Again, appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again to, for listening to this episode of the Safety Cast. For more information on this topic and other topics, please visit our website, www.safework.nsw.gov.au. If you see something out on site or need to report an incident, phone 13 10 50 or use the Speak Up app. Please feel free to share this Safety Cast with your industry colleagues. Thank you.